Welcome to Real Truth Real Quick. My name is Rick Smith. I'm here with Todd Wagner. How you doing, Todd? I am well, Rick. Hello, friends. Well, today we're talking about ghosts. Do you believe in ghosts? Do I believe in ghosts? Well, uh, tell me how you're going to define it. Depending how you define something, it's going to change my answer. I mean, I love to tell people when they say to me, hey, are you a born-again Christian? I don't just go, yeah, right? Because if they mean that I'm a bigoted, always vote Republican, homophobic, you know, I think I'm better than you person, I'm going to say, nope, I'm not that. But if they mean, am I somebody who knows that I'm desperately in need of a Savior who has entrusted themselves to Christ and his provision on the cross, then I'm going to say yes. So what do you mean when you ask me, do I believe in ghosts? Or what's the Bible say about ghosts? Or are ghosts real? Yeah, so I just Googled the definition here, and it says, an apparition of a dead person that is believed to appear or become manifest to the living. So are ghosts real? I will tell you there's an example in the Bible in the answer to that question with that definition, that an apparition of a dead person that is believed to appear, the answer is yes. It actually happened. Um, more than once, once in the Old Testament and once in the New. Okay, let's go by that definition. Let's be very careful because you give me another definition and I'm going to say no. Okay, but to the one, has there ever been dead people that have appeared to living people other than a Bruce Willis movie? Uh, yes. Okay, First um, Samuel 28, Saul, who is at the end of his life, has been disobedient to God, who... Um, in an effort to try and appease God and, and win back some favor, banned all spirit mediums from uh, Israel, um, sought God's discernment and leadership as it pertained to him going to war against the Philistine. He got no word, no matter what he did. He couldn't ascertain from prophets or from um, you know, the means that kings would use during that time to seek God's face. And so he said to his boys, go find me a spirit medium. And so they found this gal they dressed up, Saul disguised himself, and he went to the witch of Endor. Now, this is a gal that was um, exploiting people's superstitions and fears. And Saul goes because he's looking for any kind of divine uh, revelation. And this shows you the heart of Saul, by the way, that uh, he is quickly able to dismiss God's direction. And if he doesn't get what he wants from God right away, then he'll believe in anything else, including superstitions and what God had specifically forbid, which is to go to these people that exploit human fears and insecurities to try and seek directions from the dead. All right? Uh, diviners and spirit mediums. He goes, and one of the things that's really interesting is uh, she says, what do you want me to do? And he says, conjure up for me a voice from the other side. And she says, any particular request? He said, Samuel the prophet who was dead, who gave Saul counsel along his life. Now, the last words from basically Samuel to Saul was, the spirit of God's departed from you. God's done with you, and he's going to give your kingdom to another. And so the witch of Endor conjures him up in the way that witches do, which is basically cold reading, trying to exploit people's fears, trying to figure out what she thinks can work and stick. And, and what she does is she gets shocked because something that I don't think ever happened before in her real experience happened. She actually saw something, and Saul goes, what'd you see? And she says an Elohim, which is to say a God. Okay, she saw Samuel, actually saw Samuel. And Samuel said, uh, hey, you tell Saul that what I said before still sticks. Okay, and so there was an apparition. There was an appearance in a way that shocked the diviner, the spirit medium, because she knew she couldn't do that. But God chose in this moment to bring Samuel back to tell Saul, hey, ain't nothing changing. Okay, so in a sense, can there be a, an apparition if God wants to? Yes. Uh, let me give you another example. Mount of Transfiguration, Matthew 17, uh, New Testament. Jesus 
is transfigured to show himself in glory, and it says Moses and Elijah appear. Okay, now were they ghosts? Depending on how you define it, and you just gave me a Google definition, yeah. I'm going to say, sure. Fits that definition. It fits that definition. Now, let me say this. Is there uh, such a thing as human spirits that are still lingering in this world that can't move to the netherworld because of some trouble or problem they have here, and they're stuck? That idea is thoroughly unbiblical. This is what you have. Uh, when you go to Eureka Springs, Arkansas, and they say there's a ghost there, or you uh, go to other places and, and uh, certain houses that are haunted by people that were murdered there or suffered abuse there and that their souls are still troubled and they can't leave yet until they get what they want. There is no evidence that that is even possible in the scripture. It is appointed, Hebrews 9.27 says, for men to die once and after this comes judgment. It says in John chapter 5.24, uh, truly, truly, I say to you, he who hears my word and believes him who sent me uh, has eternal life. Watch this. Does not come into judgment, but at that moment, they pass out of death into life. And when you die, you immediately go to a resurrection of the righteous or a resurrection one day of the dead. You go to a place where you will be. Um, there is no lingering. It is decided. You're not troubled in here. Your trouble is going to be if you didn't respond rightly to Jesus, period. Okay. Are there manifestations of angels? Well, let me say in uh, Hebrews chapter 13, verse 2, it tells us to not neglect showing hospitality to strangers. Uh, for some, it says, by, by doing so, uh, have entertained angels without knowing it. So I, I, I believe there can be um, manifestations of angels. We find that all through the scripture. In the New Testament, there's manifestations of angels to Mary, okay? In the Old Testament, there's manifestations of angels to Abraham, to Lot. Uh, to Samson's parents. And so we, we have all kinds of evidences that spirit beings, okay, uh, can make themselves somehow enter into the human realm. That, that's clearly possible. Is it normative? No. Are they humans? Grandma or uncle uh, or uh, Lizzie Borden that are still hanging around that need to be moved on? No. Uh, listen to the real truth real quick we did on purgatory. All right, there's some application here. But uh, are ghosts real? It depends on how you define it and what you make of them. All right, I wouldn't call Samuel a ghost or Elijah and Moses ghosts, okay? Um, but I, and I wouldn't call angels ghosts. But if, if you define it a certain way, I could say there possibly can be non-human entities that manifest here and uh, that we shouldn't be fearful of, Okay. Uh, and I'll, I'll just say this, one verse worth quoting to. In 2 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 14, it just says, Satan can disguise himself as an angel of light. So there, there's a way that Satan even can manifest himself at times that can make us think that he wants there to be good when everything we know that Satan wants to do is to deceive. And one of the ways he deceives us is to believe that sometimes after we're dead, uh, people can do things that will usher us more quickly into the next realm, or give us peace and closure. Well, the only peace you need is a relationship with Jesus Christ. So uh, spirit mediums, uh, people who do seances, all that stuff. Tarot cards. They are ex tarot cards. They're exploiting human fears and superstitions. And God said, it's ridiculous. You don't need to go there. You know Christ. You know your Bible. And uh, the very first words out of all angels are fear not. So don't be scared of angels when they manifest themselves. And don't ever listen to an angel or anything else you run up to 
if they don't say things that are consistent with the word of God. Because every angel that appears that's useful to us, all they do is remind us of what is true. I'm sitting here, my mind is blown. Are you saying Ghostbusters is not based on a true story? I'm saying that Ghostbusters is not based on a I thought Bible. that was a biography. <laughs> well, hey, we hope this was helpful, and we will see you next week on another episode of Real Truth Real Quick. 